Yo, what's up, guys? This is uh, Brian. Obvi- fucking obviously. Uh, this is episode 30-something of Invite the Neighbors. Um, haven't put out an episode in a few weeks because I just haven't been feeling like myself, honestly. I'm not going to go into the whole spiel. Mental health is important. Uh, just been trying to lay low, take care of myself. I have a crazy job, as some of you know, so it's, been, it's just been kind of taking a toll on me, but had some really cool episodes uh coming up and this was the first of a of a lot of really cool ones coming up so this was parker grissom from uh dogleg and shortly and uh him and i have never met i just i was talking to the drummer of dogleg jacob uh one time on facebook and we're talking about how parker's the only member of dogleg that hasn't been like at least scheduled to come on so hit him up out of the blue never talked to him before i was like hey come on my podcast blah 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 and uh, he was like, yeah, cool. And then like, he was excited about it. So he came over, and this is an audio recording of us pretty much meeting for the first time. So it's a pretty good episode. We talked a lot about like Dogleg, like, you know, their Parker's role in both Dogleg and Shortly, as well as like Dogleg being on Triple Crown and like releasing an album uh, next year. And just a lot, you know, this is like an hour and a half episode. We ramble on about some non-music topics here and there, comedy, whatever, but it's a good one. I think it, it was uh, it was a really good flowing conversation. So check out Dogleg, check out Shortly, um, and uh, I'm back. I don't know why, but like I have... On my podcast template, like yeah. I have it set up to where when I hit record, there's like a four beat click. Oh yeah, like totally. as if I'm gonna be like recording to a metronome. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't taken that off. What uh, are you using? Like a DAW? What are you using? Yeah, he's Ableton. Oh okay, Ableton nine. Yeah, I, I, all I know is Logic, and I can be like, just press the fucking metronome. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't know anything about Ableton. <laughs> it's dude, honestly, like it's. I've tried to use Pro Tools before. Sure. And I feel like Ableton for me is easier to use. I mean, yeah. they're all the, they all accomplish the same thing. Like exactly. Yeah. Pro Tools, I guess, is like the one that they say is like the quote unquote industry standard or whatever. But right. But it, it's all about like really what you can finesse like yourself. Yeah. More than anything, definitely. Yeah. And it's like I got familiar with Ableton because my one of my good friends who actually just moved in here pirated it. Oh, sick. Like cool. back <laughs> in like, I don't know, freshman year of college, just several nice. years ago. And like, I started using that to record demos of like songs I wrote in high school. And then totally. I realized I could pirate it too. <laughs> so that computer has like this pirate. Oh, this one's Yeah, sick. yeah. Ableton 9 suite. Totally. And I got like all the bunch of mastering plugins and shit. Oh, shit. All for free. So, just because, you know, hell yeah. I mean, I felt like I needed the software more than Ableton needed my money. Right. That no, was, I mean, exactly. That was my they don't really need that that money. Exactly. No, if, if I asked uh, Stoitz, uh, Alex, uh, he's like a computer computer engineer. Com- he was like a coding major, basically. Yeah, so yeah. like I can ask him like any of the shit and I'll be like, oh yeah, just like, let me borrow your laptop and I'll, I don't know, get you a GameCube emulator or fucking, I don't know, a whole yeah. bunch of shit. So I'm sure if I asked him like, hey, do you know how to like pirate some of this like <laughs> kind of crazy shit? He'd yeah. be like, yeah, let me show you. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of Reddit also. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like you could probably figure out how to buy an AK forty seven from like Ukraine on Reddit, dude. I like, believe it. I I would <laughs> totally believe it if somebody told me that. That was oddly yeah. specific, and I haven't <laughs> tried to do that for anybody listening and wondering. Hi, Dad. 
but uh yeah i found out my dad listens to this podcast oh nice yeah very well, cool yeah i guess it was like 225 <laughs> episodes in and i was like fuck what have i said so far right right Got oh i just realized too this is parker what's up parker, how's, how's yeah. it going my dog leg and shortly or should i say shortly and dog leg uh i oh <laughs> Ask me to put one in front of the other, <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Um, no, I dog leg has definitely been something I've, I've like been a part of, like from the beginning, like seeds up. Well, maybe not seeds up because that was Alex's solo project, right? Right. But uh, but shortly is more of like because like we all have our own like other bands and shortly basically, yeah. Dog leg yeah. is definitely our collective like band. Gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. Not not to put down Planet Shortly. I fucking love. All right. Of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's got to yeah. be awesome. Oh, it's sick. I love having like both of them. Definitely. Yeah. Like I've I've talked with Austin he's mm-hmm. come on here before Hell yeah. well great expectations came on right, here right. and uh you know he's actually coming back we're gonna talk about we're gonna have like a nerd out episode about just like music production and shit like that austin is the perfect guy for that oh yeah <laughs> like we've already been chatting back and forth on messenger like this is the most in-depth of like prep i've done for an episode right, right. i mean normally the type of prep i do is what you and i did which was just like Hey, do you have, you want to come on? Do you have anything you want to talk about? Right, right. Austin's like pro level, like, <laughs> give me some questions. Let's talk about like, let's plan this out. And so it's like, I've already asked him all the questions I would ask him on the podcast. Right. Okay. But, but it's like, gotta, like, he wants to be prepared and like have all of the information available, like to be able to think about it and like be composed. I mean, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's no, what I get anyway. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you know him, so does that sound kind of like That him? sounds pretty spot on, yeah. That yeah. sounds, yeah. So, uh, how did you get involved in Shortly? Uh, so, when I first started going to Wayne, uh, about two, I'm a junior now. Okay. Um, so, like, two years ago, uh, I I knew Alex from Shortly, like, pretty vaguely. We'd met a couple shows, um, and she, like, DM'd me one time, like, hey, I just saw you walking around. I just want to let you know, we actually like go to school together. Like if you want to hang out sometime, oh, okay. I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah, totally. Um, and then pretty shortly after that, hint, shortly, hey, hey. That, uh, like we, we got like, a uh, coffee or something. And she asked me if I wanted to play drums in what would be like shortly's first time playing his full band. Gotcha. Um, and I was just like, hell yeah, that would be so sick. And, uh, and then she mentioned that we would also be playing, uh, like Mopop, like the following Mopop. Yeah. And I like pissed my pants And you're spot. like, nah, I think I got something <laughs> that day actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know. I, yeah, I'd have to think about it. No, I said yes. Like immediately. <laughs> it was so sick. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, ever since then it's been super great. We, um, we played uh, Bloodfest was our first show as full band my first band, uh, show was shortly two blood two. Fest ago. Too, uh, yeah yeah not the previous one but the one before that okay so i'm getting my years mixed up that was because i saw shortly two blood fests ago mm-hmm. and i don't were you you were playing that i might have if there was a drummer it was me okay yeah yeah i remember austin seeing yeah austin, I, austin's I, always been there yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I didn't i you know i don't have everybody committed to memory for sure yeah and then chris is the drummer now right yeah chris is uh probably a much better drummer <laughs> for, <laughs> okay. for them also but yeah was chris a part of shortly so when you were playing drums mm-hmm. it was austin and then there who was playing bass uh it, it was a friend of ours noah john i believe okay his last name but okay. yeah i couldn't know my buddy matt who like I went to college with and everything. He knows Austin. They were mm. friends, and uh, like I met Austin after that blood fest. We were, I mean, we were just talking out in the parking lot, right? And, totally. And he yeah. told Matt like about Mopop and everything. I was like, 
fuck, man. <laughs> and that was like before I was in the music scene at all. And that just made me realize like, oh, here's just some dude. And like, <laughs> yeah. just by being involved in it, in the scene, you know, things can start happening for you. And that was kind of like a, a yeah. click moment, like a light bulb moment where I was like, oh, dude, I need to like put myself out there more. Yeah, no, I'm totally. It's all about just kind of like being nice and I don't know, just checking out who's nice back and following yeah. up on it, really. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, the podcast has kind of shown me that a lot. Like, yeah, just totally. being cool with people has led to a lot of opportunities. Yeah. Like, we're playing this, my band's playing this show, like, in December, uh, you know, the band Equipment. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're Toledo, right? Or, uh, yeah, band? yeah, they're from Toledo. Okay, cool. And uh, they're, we're playing their EP release show. Oh, that's sick. With like cool. Origami Angel oh, and like Team so and sick. Parkway. Okay. And if it wasn't for the podcast, that would <laughs> not be happening for my band at all. And I would completely acknowledge that, you know? Yeah. Have you had any like equipment or like Origami Angel on? Um, yeah, I had equipment briefly at, uh, at Swordfest. Okay. Cool. Like, I think Nick is their singer. I can't I remember. So. Yeah. So he, I was interviewing a bunch of people that totally, day. Yeah, yeah. And uh Connor from the Shack, they sent him over mm-hmm. there and, and Nick was like, "Uh hi, I, I'm supposed to talk with you, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> and that was like that was only like the 13th episode or maybe even less than that. So like right. no one knew who the fuck I was. <laughs> sure. I like basically invited myself. I hit up Connor. I was like, "Hey dude, uh I do this thing. Can I come and cover it?" And they were fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They're all they're all great. But yeah, now it's just like that turns into like they came on the podcast mm-hmm. the, the the shack guys and that turns into like the 50th episode i'm doing a 50th episode special at the equipment release okay show. very cool yeah very it's fucking cool. gnarly but <laughs> sorry i'm not supposed to i'm supposed to talk about you more <laughs> oh, no, no no i'm I'm so happy this is more of like a conversation dude yeah like a, you know, yeah i yeah. that was like the goal i don't know if you've listened to like any of these episodes like i think I, I listened to the dog like, what is that yeah bad? i just listened to the no dog dude that's that's totally cool <laughs> like i don't have any expectations of people actually listening to this because like oh. i'm in my head about it no i mean i'm i understand why people do right, right but right. in my head it's just surreal it's strange like right because right. like look i'm it's it's a janky setup in my living room and it's this is nice i don't know but well yeah I, I know what you, mean. you know I what i mean yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah, yeah. some pro studio or something <laughs> right. like that this <laughs> yeah. isn't like armchair expert even though he does it in his attic the dak shepherd podcast oh really yeah i don't know really he did one. that in his attic that's oh yeah that's a, that's a really good podcast <laughs> but like just just based on the fact that for me it it doesn't feel that special like for mm-hmm. me it just feels like something i do and i'm just yeah. chilling and the fact that like people listen to it is still crazy, right? To right. me, it's always it's got to feel pretty warm to just like I don't know get get responses back. Yeah, doing something you really like. Oh, dude, the coolest thing is when like I it's happened a handful of times. It's like mm-hmm. when I go to a show or something and somebody knows who I am. Yeah, or, that's always it's fucking <laughs> weird, dude. Yeah, uh, uh, I always try to like not sound like I'm being braggy about it, you know, because it's like I'm not, but right, it's genuinely right. weird. Like, you can probably attest that to the like the nth degree when it's like Mm -hmm. just being recognized in a way that you never thought. Like Dogleg's song being named on Pitchfork. Like, oh yeah, that was fucking weird. (laughs) That was just yesterday, right? Yeah, that was that was yesterday morning, I believe. So, like, what did you have any preamble to that? Did you have any idea that that was going to be happening? Or um, we had we had a bit of a hunch just because we we've been sending stuff to Ian Cohen for like a, a bit uh just i don't know and he's like 
set some good stuff back like you know really enjoy it stuff like that um so we had our fingers crossed you know getting it out yeah. there would hopefully get us something we were not at all expecting that um but it was really it was really really good to wake up and see that I, yeah it was just insane i've never expected anything like that see i wasn't um, sure if it was like triple crown like Mm-hmm. triple crowns like publicist like sending it out for you guys i wasn't sure if you had a publicist through the record label no nah, no nah. it's we're, we're i think a lot of a lot of stuff like behind the scenes is behind the scenes behind the <laughs> scenes is still getting like uh like set up for for the group and stuff okay um like like our whole team and such um but like right right now it's it's for most of that stuff or we're for most of that stuff that's been like shopping around or sending it to people it's yeah. been us and like our, our manager our very beautiful beautiful manager zachary gelfand and um in new york we love him he just okay. he helps us a lot so yeah so how did you guys get hooked up with triple crown originally um i might not be the best person to tell the story it really was a lot of shopping around just like just cold calling like just sending cold, it. cold calling and send it around um obviously like i just mentioned zach was a great help with that um alex and chase were out there on the emails um uh, we had uh, we had Alex from Shortly um, like mention us a couple times to some people at TripleCon and be like, "Hey, there is this video of them playing this Bloodfest, and they're kind of cool." Yeah, yeah, and they're um, cool. Yeah, you know, that's what yeah, TripleCon's yeah. looking for, <laughs> right? They're looking for they're looking for like kind of cool, you know. Yeah, but um, but I mean, who knows if that actually like like what? I shouldn't say who knows. I don't know what I'm saying, but either way, we're we're yeah, just yeah. we're incredibly happy to yeah, you know, yeah. just find them and have them find us and such. You know? Yeah, I could do it. I could only imagine like. Are you able to say like any other labels that you were uh like trying to get at or um if that's like something that you shouldn't say like I- I'm not sure. No, well yeah, well that's the worst part is I'm not sure. Like I, oh, okay. I am right, absolutely right, right. like I used to be the drummer in the band and I still am the drummer like mentally cuz I am oh. like the slowest one probably. But, oh, okay. Uh, but you play guitar now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I play guitar now. But uh yeah, I I'm just I'm so horrible at keep it up with, <laughs> with everything like that. It also I I don't mm, Yeah, there was there there weren't a lot of labels looking around. It wasn't like Yeah, you know, it wasn't offers galore or anything. Right, it absolutely right, was right, not, right. You know. Well, I was talking to Wit from Fallow Land and uh it kinda happened for them too, where like they wanted to be on Spartan okay uh and they submitted their record to spartan and they said yes so it was like but they had yeah they had something in mind and they uh i mean wit put a lot of i'm i'm sure i never asked him what the figures were and i wouldn't but like definitely a lot of money and a lot of time went into that record Mm -hmm. like they went out to seattle and produced with this guy from minus the bear had, like, I fucking produced love it. that band. Dude, I fucking love my spare too. Have you ever seen them live? No, I wish. Oh yeah. Well, you missed your shot, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, like they went out there, like had a, a big producer, so like they definitely like made the strides to yeah, definitely to kind of like make themselves look marketable to a label, mm-hmm. you know, and end up working out for them. Right. Absolutely. I mean that. One one thing to note is definitely that one Bloodfest video. We had a Bloodfest video shot by um, our good buddy Austin, who also shot the blo- uh, the Fox video, the, okay. uh, the last Bloodfest. But um, no, the first Bloodfest we played, we um, with me on drums, it was still a three piece. Uh, we played Star sixty seven, which is like a, a yeah, yeah, like a, a I don't want to say well known song, but like like 
people who listen to dog like like know that song at least you guys got the most plays on that one yeah yeah Yeah. it's it's, you know it's got all the streams or whatever but um that's the jam dude it's it it is so it's the it's our only slow song and the kids love it no i'm kidding that's yeah (laughs) but um yeah and there was just a really great shot of just a fuck ton of people in that gymnasium yeah i've seen that video yeah yeah and i'm sure that was that was great to just like anybody not seen this just to watch and be like oh they can kind of raise a crowd too you know stuff like that yeah 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 i think that's one of the biggest things like i'm talking out of my ass here but i think like what a label really wants to see is that like if a major label or like you know like a mid-tier major like like a triple crown right right not like columbia or your sony you know what i mean but like your god yeah triple no, crown's the like, shit right. but anyways what they want to see i feel like again talking out of my ass potentially but i just think they want to see that you're able to do it yourself kind of thing like you're able to like have spilled some hype yourself and like get some good responses unless your record yeah. is just insane <laughs> right, right. Like unless they, you're just that good and you can be picked up immediately yeah you're just destined to be yeah because they they hear it and they want to be the ones to put it out there right. they believe in it that much right but but no I, I i totally agree i think labels really like seeing that like bands like building themselves up more than anything rather than just like right looking around asking for handouts and being like i can be really famous if you help me you know right but, right like, right more right. like hey we're pretty sick i think we could both i don't know again yeah. i'm probably definitely talking out of my ass too yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I have a label behind me but whatever yeah i <laughs> yeah it's it, Shirley's on triple crown too right yeah i officially have six crowns now yeah. well <laughs> nice but that boons yeah there's the yeah. drummer i wanted to tweet that really bad from dogwags account when we, <laughs> when we released fox but i uh, i forget who told me not to but someone definitely told me not to that's funny though dude i would have said do it <laughs> how uh so how long have you guys known that dogleg was gonna be picked up on triple crown before you were actually allowed to like say it publicly um that must have been excruciating it was it was a little hard at first. Uh, so we signed the the physical paper back in February or maybe March, I believe. Um, but we we knew that they were like sending one over or working on it. Um, pretty much like early January, maybe late December. Uh, yeah. like this past year, so almost a year ago. Okay. Um, oh gosh, almost a year ago. So that so yeah. the record had been done. The record's been done for a long time. Like, yeah. The record's been done for about records. So oh god, yeah, the record was r- probably finished finished writing the record over a year and a half ago um and then we finished we recorded all of it in this previous like the summer before this last summer so that was summer 2018 yeah we've, we've been sitting on these songs for a really long time yeah, yeah dude that's like the one of the most difficult things i would imagine yeah as like a fellow musician like i my friends actually had to sit me down one time because like i'm still in the process of like getting my songs recorded to where yeah. like i can put them out and totally. i've my friends sat me down and not really like an intervention or anything but they like were you know blunt honest with me and they mm-hmm. were telling me like you need to like stop promoting yourself before you have something to give okay. like stop like putting out different pieces of artwork like stop doing things like that right until you have like something physical to give and that that was difficult for me and that's the hardest yeah. thing for me yeah like i'll i'll record a song and like i want to send it to everybody but it's not even the finished version of it right yeah and it's just like what the fuck dude because i just get so excited about it we we've definitely been it's there's been a couple of times or definitely more than a couple of times where we're just like 
like really close to just pushing the button and like sending or like doing demos or like we've always been pretty liberal about like sharing around demos and just seeing what people think like fellow just musicians or people good friends around the area yeah um, but oh, shit. yeah it's it's definitely been hard to hold on to some of these songs like i'd say a good i don't want to say it, like like well we we like all the album all the album is good but there's yeah, a couple yeah. songs that we just really have been like upset that people haven't heard it yet, yeah you know? yeah yeah <laughs> do you feel like it's definitely your guys's best work um uh to date probably yeah yeah, yeah i would say that. <laughs> yeah no do you think it's the best you could possibly do is it all downhill yeah, from no, here we're, we're peaking after this yeah we're, no, we're done, so. <laughs> right so would you say that uh fox is one of those songs or do you feel like is there is there are there better songs for you not that fox is not a good song but are there no, better songs than fox on the record um, in your opinion personally i think there are better songs than fox on the record absolutely I, we didn't want to like blow the whole load at once yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that was a nasty term <laughs> dude I, I i played hockey like we i've heard much worse Lock, sure. locker room <laughs> talk quote unquote but uh um, but yeah, I mean, blow the whole load yeah no there's there's a <laughs> Yeah, I, got, I can't name any specifics. There's a couple songs right. that... Man, I, can we send you the album? <laughs> you absolutely can, dude. I would love to hear it. Um, then you can just see what I mean. I yeah, know. yeah, for sure. Like, I uh, I listened to Star 67. That was, like, my introduction to you guys, as a, sure. lot of, a lot of people probably were. And, like, I, I just really dug the energy of it. Totally. Like, that Thanks, and uh, just that Remember Alderaan. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, Alex uses i think what separates you guys is the alex uses some really fucking cool chords like yeah. it's not just like standard power chords no and there's like, a he uses like sixes and nines um and then he really likes i mean you, you take like a jazz chord which is basically like people associate like jazzy sounds with seventh chords yeah and alex just kind of like flipped that and did like it like inverts so like I don't know. I, I'm I'm taking classes at, at Wayne for for music right now, so I'm able to tell Alex what he's doing. Yeah, and Alex can be like, alright, he doesn't sing, know whatever. <laughs> and he's doing like like inverted like like six four chords like, and sixes and nines. And yeah, yeah, no, but he's got some he's he's got some good chords that I don't think he really. I shouldn't say that either. Gosh darn. No, <laughs> edit it out. Yeah, just edit it out. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say. Alex uses some very cool chords without maybe necessarily realizing how cool they are. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No, see like, that's what like, um, when I did interview like Alex and chase, that was one of the things that like we had in common. And that was one of the things I really liked about dog leg yeah. was, yeah. um, like with my own music, like that's, I'm kind of the same person. And totally. like a lot of people are like, as far as like, I don't know shit about music theory, but I think that helps me, be more experimental with like the chord choices i make because i just will randomly just put my fingers in a random pattern on the on the neck oh, and just see yeah. how it sounds and like over the course of learning guitar like i've developed like a style of all these weird chords and like my friends to know music theory will tell me exactly what you kind of said like right. i don't know if you realize like what an <laughs> quote unquote advanced type of chord that is or right, like right. you know if if i knew music theory it would suggest that i was more advanced in my music theory knowledge by mm -hmm combining these types of chords together or whatever right but right. it's i'm not a very good guitar player like in like in the <laughs> grand scheme of up. things you know yeah. i'm just 
I uh, I just do whatever I want. I'm not like yeah. limited by knowledge. And like I've said this a million times on the podcast, but that's just my excuse for not wanting to learn music theory. That's totally fair, dude. Music theory is hard. Well, I mean, if you're if you're like forced into a school setting, I find it kind of easy. But like like if you don't want to, don't don't force yourself. You know, right? <laughs> I think like the perfect thing would be to have one member of the band for me who knows mm-hmm. what the fuck is going on. Right. Just just one guy or yeah. one person. Yeah. Know. Yeah, so that it, they can explain to me, like like my buddy Caldwell, he's been waiting to get mentioned on this podcast again, but <laughs> he he'll tell me a lot, like you know, if I show him a new song, like he'll like if I'm in person, I'll show him the chords, and he'll tell me what the chord is. And I'm like, cool, I'm not gonna remember that, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, but right, it's right. it's 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 cool. It's like a good feeling to hear yeah. like that, like. I, I felt like I did it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. even though I didn't do something cool, like it's it was just an accident, but I feel good. Like I feel like I'm better than I am all of a sudden, you know? Right. Just right. like an ego boost. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. You know? Right, right. No, yeah. It's always um I mean, I, I still going back to what you said, I I still just like put my fingers wherever I can like possibly do like whatever weird combination of frets I can. Yeah. Like having this knowledge hasn't changed how I like experiment really. You know, I'd like, okay. like if anything, it's just helping me understand what I do better, but the creative process has still like grown like on its own. Kind okay. Of right, you know? So you haven't felt like more inclined to use the theory at like, like you don't use the theory to like write because like, okay, well I know that I have to do this and this follows this according to theory. Rather right. you just write the way you would have and now you kind of understand what you're doing better. Yeah, I'd, I'd say more so that definitely. Um, I I know if that if the guys were here, they would they would yell at me because they would be like, "Parker, you are such a liar. You like tell us all the time we should do this because theory says so or whatnot." <laughs> like, um, I mean, I still definitely like trust like God. I'm not gonna like we're learning a lot of. I've obviously learned about cadences a lot and like how phrases end, but I I don't know. You mean like Definitely how gonna, how we mean like how phrases and we can like, we can like get nerdy. So uh, like call it like like a cadence is how is let's say like the final bar of yeah. of, a, of a piece like final measure and just the chords using for that. So like if we sign Roman numerals to each different chords in a scale, say C major. Um, if we go five to one, um, G to C, that's gonna be a uh, a perfect authentic cadence. Uh, is what oh. they call it. Just it's it's based off they name it based off the way it sounds. And so like a one to four, which is really popular, like, like nowadays you can hear that a lot on the yeah. radio. That's a plagal cadence, plagal cadence, um, and and yeah, but it, most of them is like ending on one because if you leave it up in the air or like you end on like a four or three, like there's no there's no cadence. You're it's just, just like a, maybe it feels like it's being resolved differently. Exactly, cadence okay. definitely has to do with like resolving. Um, th- okay. There is one where you can go you can go one to five, and it's called a half cadence. But it's usually like one to five, seven, and it just—I don't know—it's it's the most used like suspense probably thing. Like, like you're on a cliff, and that's why it's like oh. they have a name for it because it's used a lot. But really, most cadences have to do with like resolving and ending on the one, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ending on C, you know? Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like that—that's what your mind is expecting a lot of. Exactly, times, your mind you know? when you when you hear that you're going through a chord progression, your mind always has that that home chord in the back yep. yeah yeah like you're waiting to kind of resolve to it, even if you don't realize it like yeah I'll, yeah, yeah definitely like you can just like as a casual listener with no music knowledge whatsoever like they can still expect 
they can still maybe predict what's going to happen. Exactly. You know, yeah. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, no. Sometimes it's not. a bad thing, but like, like, not necessarily. Yeah. I like something I wanted to, yeah. Like I, I going back to like songwriting, I, I like to box more than anything, like box myself in and like, that's the point I wanted to bring up uh, with music theory. It's like, I, I didn't want to like to complicate it a lot because with most, um, with most songwriting, I prefer to just like box myself in, make it kind of like more simple, if anything. Yeah. Um, and that that uh, is like my contribution, if anything, to Dog Because obviously, we're all different. Alex really likes to like just Alex likes like syncopated hits and like going like fast and like doing yeah. a lot of parts and like we all love that too. And then like I don't know, Chase likes making sure like I don't know, just melody or like, like riff is going good. And I I just think a lot about like structure and it's just. Like I, I keep saying box. I like to, yeah. I, I go for the simpler almost, you know, cause, yeah. um, there's no reason to really like over technical, you know, like make things too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, like I, I have to like stop myself sometimes from, from being too complicated because I'm, that's another thing I noticed about dog that I really mm-hmm. liked and that reminded me of like my own music is just, you guys throw so many different parts maybe not necessarily star 67 would be a yeah, good yeah star example is definitely like the, the outlier for the yeah tunes, but, but yeah, like some on. of the higher energy stuff there's so many changes and like so many transitions and stuff like mm-hmm. that is great because i'm add like <laughs> and like that definitely comes across my songwriting yeah but like totally. now that i'm i actually have a band and i'm trying to like help them learn parts and write parts and stuff right, right. i realize like i've kind of dug a hole for myself because it would be so much easier if my songwriting was more straightforward like it was more like but it's like i have to have all these complicated transitions and i have to like do like strange you know strange patterns and things like that right and like, right and that, that's kind of like the thin line we walk on where we don't want to we don't want to diminish anything that could be like really cool because a lot of our sound is being that kind of like technical almost like yeah doing a little bit like oh god i don't want to say technical like we're, we're some progressive band right, but, right you know right, we right. do like different parts and stuff yeah like yeah it's more more of uh, um maybe not chaotic but like yeah more like atypical structure exactly yeah and that's that's just kind of like the, the thin line we walk between like keeping the power chords going or you know like doing something a little weird or not something people would necessarily expect in gotcha. like a punk or indie song yeah sort of no i think you guys definitely do a great job of like keeping it fresh you totally. know thanks man yeah. like having like that energy but dude i'm not gonna name a lot of names but so many <laughs> bands are just such the same thing dude yeah like so, like record after record sort of yeah well, that and like from band to band like mm-hmm. i'll go on like i've a band like you guys and i'll go mm-hmm. on spotify and then i'll go like fans also liked sure, or something sure. and then i'll go and listen to like a lot of those bands just like one song at a time mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just it's they're indistinguishable to me like the 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 thing that really distinguishes them is like the vocals but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of just and i'm not to say that it's bad but it's like there's a lot of just like mathy like twinkly little like american football type stuff like with like energy and just it they feel the same like the guitar tone kind of feels the same it feels like the same thing is going on Mm -hmm. and like not that it any one of those things are are bad like it's all well done mm-hmm. but it's like for me i'm like how do i choose which band to listen to when they all remind me of like the exact same thing right 
Yeah, and that, that's totally fair. Yeah. And I think you guys, and it just so happens that I, I, I know you guys, but like, <laughs> it, it's, you guys, I think, deserve to be on like Triple Crown. Like, if oh, you're gosh. like coming from like this, this pack of, of bands, like, I think you guys, and uh, I'm not just saying this kiss your ass because you're here, but like, I, I think you guys do, uh, you're my favorite as far as like in oh. this, in that crowd, as far as like keeping the sound fresh and like, and, and, and doing your own thing and, and, and like standing out while still being like, accessible shit well that, that means a lot man thanks yeah 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 no problem dude well that's one of the reasons i started this podcast too is because i love talking about music like in depth totally yeah, yeah you know i feel and you can speak to this too but like i before i started it i just had this i just got this vibe from like bands promotion online and like just just the way bands like present themselves and the way interviews commonly go or whatever mm-hmm. i just felt like there wasn't a lot of discussion of the actual music it's just like a lot of like memes and like trying to show your personality which i get like that's important too right, like right. you're you trying just, to like yeah. keep people interested the bigger crowd if anything you know yeah but the i mean for me at least the biggest thing about music it's like it's where it comes from like inside of you mm-hmm. you know it's coming from somewhere and i don't think i didn't think there was a lot of like acknowledgement of that from yeah. people or when people do, like if they make a long Instagram post or something and they talk about everything that song means to them, it's almost like, fuck's this guy, you know? Right, right, yeah, right. And I'm just like, I'm trying to like normalize that, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I appreciate it. I like talking music, so. This yeah, is sick. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's, I could do it all day. Like I have, uh, I've had a lot of good episodes of like good, people, yeah. like I've had a couple, I won't name names obviously, where <laughs> it's like, you could tell that they weren't really interested in and really carrying it on or whatever they or maybe the conversational nature of it kind of threw them off because they were maybe used to like like what's up with the new record or like you know (laughs) what's what's your band name you know like Like interview style more yeah yeah i don't know i i'm trying not to rush and say trying not to i I don't think i should ever have like that kind of ideology because like right. uh going from like like dog like to shortly little like shortly like when it first joined was significantly more popular maybe not significantly but like a bit more popular than dog leg yeah and it was a bit of of like a world change almost because uh like i don't know i got to say like one of my favorite drummers house so we were on tour and like play like, some <laughs> we got to stay with a uh, 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 uh tyler sousey from great big pile of leaves this, okay uh, this just this last tour actually but um and you know, like, like like play stages, I've always talked about playing. But um, oh gosh, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, I just I I like from I've always been like really awkward. You know, I'm stumbling <laughs> over stuff. But uh, when it comes to like I don't know, coming over and doing stuff like this or uh, doing quote unquote like like an interview or going somewhere and doing something for the band, like I'm never gonna walk in and be that asshole. Like oh yeah, I I deserve to be here. You know, right, like, right, right. right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just gonna make sure these levels are still good. For sure. No, I'm probably adjusting my voice like a crazy mouth. Oh yeah, there's gonna be a part where I have to like bring you up a lot, but that's all good. For sure. I can bring this closer if that helps. No, you're good. I got the volume back up. Okay, for sure. Doctor Podcast, dude. My first rodeo. (laughs) Doctor Podcast. That's what they call me, man. But uh So what would what would you say like interview style now? What would you say uh is one of like i guess like what got you into music in general like what 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 did you grow up on or like what inspired you initially if you can remember to like want to be a musician yeah um i remember as a kid 
I like did the the circle of sports, you know, trying to find which one you like or something. Yeah. And uh, not only did I suck at all of them, but I hated it so much, <laughs> yeah. so much. Um, and uh, I was not athletic at all. Still, I'm not, or um, kind of that kind of inclined. But uh, I, my dad was su- has always been super into music. He's a huge like Wilco Clash, Bob Dylan fan. Um, this is a little embarrassing. My middle name is Bruce. Named I'm named after Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> That's yeah. sick, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> It'd only be better if your middle name was Springsteen, dude. Oh yeah. Like, they they almost. Oh god, he wanted to put the boss on my birth certificate. Man, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Serious? Yeah, it was bad. No, but he's he's a huge music nerd. Uh, I, awesome. I get a lot of my taste from him. Definitely the boss. Um, not necessarily Bruce Springsteen, though. <laughs> you imagine if your name was the boss, dude? Bruce the boss, Grissom. Oh That's god, so fucking hilarious. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> God, I'd be, I was bullied a little. I would be bullied the shit out yeah, of Yeah, dude. My actual <laughs> oh my god. Um, but I mean, yeah. So he had, he has like, still has this really old Hagstrom. I think it's like a '61 model or something. Kind of looks like a, one of the ones Bowie had, always lying around the house that had like, it had a bit of like a scar on it from when he tried to put like fake blood because he was in like a Kiss or tried to be in a Kiss cover band when he yeah. was like 14 or something. Um, and he never played much guitar. He just had it, got it as a birthday present and then kind of gave up on it quick. But, um, I played around with it a little bit. Wasn't my thing. I didn't like how the strings felt, you know? Uh, and then I watched the show Corey in the house, you know, like no, the Disney show. That. So it's the spinoff of that. So Raven. Where, <laughs> okay. Where Raven's not there. Right. And yeah, so yeah. Corey and Corey moves to the white house with the dad because the dad's a chef and just cooks for the white house. Corey uh, plays drums. I don't know. I watched it as a kid and it was just like, that looks sick yeah 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 um and then so i got like rock band to see I, my parents thought that was like the next step it was just like instead video of game you, drums right instead <laughs> of giving me like a whole drum set why don't we try this you know that's um, funny fell in love with rock band just ended up begging for a drum set and like lessons and stuff um so that's when i started i think that was around like eight or nine years old maybe 10. oh wow okay yeah. mm-hmm. so you've been slamming the drums like for a while <laughs> yeah it, it uh very like in and out though i remember in middle school i focused a lot on bass i don't think i played drums a lot around then and then guitar is when i started or sorry high school is when i started playing guitar um so yeah I, i've always had like phases with instruments i've never been very good at just keeping up my traps with all of them you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. so like you you play just guitar bass and drums anything else no not really they, they make us take a piano classes at wayne and i just did like the bare minimum it's not really my thing oh, okay <laughs> i feel like piano piano and drums are the things that i would love to be able to do totally like, yeah i wish i was a good piano player but i don't think it's it's not in the stars for me yeah you know? <laughs> well i think i think as a drummer you're more likely to be able to pick it up than me because mm-hmm. you're or just a drummers in general sure, yeah, yeah because i really struggle with like doing two different rhythms okay with the, my different hands yeah or like my and you throw my feet like both feet like <laughs> i don't understand how right. people can do that shit yeah, especially like the really technical drummers yeah no some of that's weird drives me like i i don't get it like i sit behind the drums and i just feel like the tin man dude like i <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing like and piano too it's like i can i can make the piano sound cool like right. i can right you can piece y- together the cool chords, yeah yeah know, i can yeah. put i can find it but like I can't do the rhythm section and do the melody at the same time yeah. unless it's very straightforward. Yeah, I, I feel you there definitely. I, I think I de- I think I even like for like my last exam I ever to take for my piano class I was just like I didn't learn like half I didn't learn like one of the three pieces or something. Yeah, because um, it was just 
it's too weird for me you know and i was just like this is the last thing i ever have to do after today i don't think i ever have to play piano again yeah <laughs> hopefully yeah. that changes you know i i have right. i have like midi controllers i have like a, like a synth so it's not like i don't play like keys or anything right but right. Uh, i don't know if i'll ever be really like a piano or keyboard player yeah dude i, I feel you Mm-hmm. I've got, I think I'm gonna just ask for a piano or like a MIDI, probably a MIDI controller Definitely. for Christmas or something to like Definitely. just force the issue. Because I got a key step. That shit's kind of nice. It's pretty cheap too. Oh really? Yeah, it's a Arturia. Yeah. Oh dude, I think I was. That's might be one of the ones I was looking at. One of them yeah. that they, they come pre-ready for Ableton. I can't. Yeah, remember. that might be it. I think mine was, or maybe yes, actually. I still have the box. I'll have to double check. I don't use Ableton, but I remember seeing that and being like, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. Cool. Okay. So I, yeah, that sounds familiar. Like mm-hmm. I almost bought it at Guitar Center, but then I, I told myself I'll buy it on reverb and save money. And then I fucking bought some Jordans or some stupid shit instead. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I need to, right. I need to like stop. <laughs> right. Stop right. working on my drip. I need to fucking <laughs> work on my Instead music, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was bad. I've, I've kind of put that to rest a little bit, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, worst comes to worst. You just, you still got the W A S D, you know, if you really want to, <laughs> yeah. Get your bonus MIDI controller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to like, almost hesitant to like introduce too much piano synth sounds into the into like the record because i don't have a, a keys player yeah you, 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 like you don't know anyone that could like well i you know jake from no fun club uh he we talked about maybe him playing some synth but like sure. he's really busy with his band and I, yeah I bet. and like i don't i don't know like hi jake if you're listening i'd really like to have you uh, <laughs> but you know our, our bass player vince like he has he wants to get like a little sampler or like a little keyboard to use on totally. stage when we play but like i don't know how much of that is going to be usable but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I guess like i'm because of that i'm trying to rationalize and commit to this idea of like the record is going to be like my goal with the record is just to make like the best piece of art that i can and yeah. just like not limit myself to like what the live show is going to be and just make the record as good as possible and like not hold myself back Absolutely. And then the live show will just be different. Yeah. It'll be like whatever instrumentation I have available to me is what will make the live show. We'll just try to make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whoever said you had to like accommodate the record to be exactly how you're going to play it live, you know? Like, right. I think that's a good approach is just make it sound as best you can. You know? Yeah. And also like I do everything on the record except for the drums. For sure. Oh cool. Yeah. yeah well, on this one at least because mm-hmm. it's like I've written a lot of these songs before I I had the band members. Mm-hmm. And like I I'm really I really want to have one, at least one record where I do everything like that. Right. Um and just like fully see my vision through or whatever. Don't I'm not a pretentious douche by the way. It just sounds like it. Uh, <laughs> no, you, you don't sound like But that. uh but yeah, I really want to have that but then for the live show like I leave it up to so like for instance like we were just recording drums and like noah my drummer like we were over at tyler's house doing drums yeah sick yeah and so like we were doing we're going part by part part recording and like i kept giving noah the drummer notes like you know Mm -hmm. try it this way do it this way so i was very particular about the drums but like when it comes to the live show I, i don't expect him to stick exactly to how it was recorded right i just want the record to be how i want it but the live show, I want the people in my band to feel like they have some freedom. Like, right. like they, they, the live show will be more representation of us as a band versus mm-hmm. the record being more of my mind. 
kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's that's totally fair. I mean, that that's kind of the case with the the first Dogleg EP because I was all Alex, you know, right? Uh, everything recorded, uh, mixed by him and stuff. And so, and we we've never really played it like the recording live. Even when we first started playing it, uh, for songs like like Calling and Eleven A.M. Drunk and Modern, uh, like the structure is basically still there, but like you know, it doesn't really sound like the recording. And that's because you know Alex got exactly what he wanted. Maybe not. I shouldn't say exactly. I'm speaking for him in that sense but like you know he made it sound how he wanted like best as he could and then you know started actually playing like live shows together and it was more of like um i don't know like like, like a connection between everybody like playing yeah live yeah and just like everybody's own part of the song coming out rather like kind than of evolving alex's song you know yeah. yeah and like so the second ep was was it more of like a collective yeah yeah that effort? was that was that was our first like collaborative effort where all of us just sat in a room and like pitched in for it. Okay. Um, was Jacob with you guys at that point or was it just no, you and Chase? That was, that was back in 2016. It was just me, Chase and Alex okay. for that. And yeah, those, those four songs, we, we came with those pretty quick after like just meeting up and like started playing shows together. Um, so that was because we really, we needed more songs. If anything, we just yeah. need more songs to play live. Um, so we just re- recorded that EP in the basement pretty quick and, put it out we shopped it around a little not you know not not too much uh we i mean you know we weren't we weren't expecting like huge things from we right. just wanted to put out something else um and you know glad we did people like star people still remember how to remember old around goes and stuff like yeah, that yeah know? yeah um yeah sorry what, what were we saying <laughs> no uh just like how like slowly it's become more of like a collaborative effort. Oh no. Yeah. Sorry. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I remember all around was the first collaborative effort where we all kind of pitched in. We just sat in the room and did the songs. Um, and then so was the, uh, this, this record we're about to put out or not about to put out, but going to put out eventually. Yeah. That was my um, next question. Yeah. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Uh, TBD. But, um, that, that was the same thing. That was also before Jacob joined, unfortunately. Yeah. Jacob um, was telling me that he didn't really do anything on it. No, I, unfortunately we had the whole record, um, like in the, in the works of, of mixing when we asked Jacob to join. But, so um, was that because there were two guitar parts on the record that you felt like you needed a fourth member? It was more for my own comfort. Um, just cause I, I wasn't really comfortable playing drums okay. anymore. Like it's i like i yeah i mean you see me i'm a pretty skinny dude yeah i got a lot of stamina you know uh so the, I, this kind of drumming just it was really like tearing me down um i gotcha yeah and just the, get really anxious about shows stuff like that like i'm already an anxious person that like didn't yeah, help you know okay. um so i just asked the guys like hey could like would it be right if maybe we just like added a second guitar maybe that's me we find someone else to play drums like and there can be like this kind of comfort area where i still play drums for like a couple shows or like however many months it takes while we're like training this guy yeah yeah and they were like <clears throat> and i i like i was like in tears when they were just like of course dude like whatever we can do to like <laughs> yeah. help you make this band better like make you more comfortable um and it like it was it was actually crazy how quickly it worked out where we found jacob alex kind of like trained him in songs and like two separate practices we practiced together a couple times and like i i don't think there was a show in between um oh wow. like my last show on drums and like like the, the, there was no transition period really. right was, right, he was, right he was ready so quick and it kind of all happened behind the scenes exactly yeah and he's i mean ever since he's been like the perfect fit 
Like he's, yeah, he's he's better drummer for Dog Like and I've ever been. <laughs> that's cool, man. That's cool that you can like say that openly and oh, stuff. No, there's, there's no shit saying that. There's yeah. not a lot of ego I hear in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I, if anything, it's kind of cringy listening to my drums on the record <laughs> that we're about to put out. <laughs> oh, so you did record drums? On yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm I'm the drummer on the whole record. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So did you play? Did Alex play? Are there multiple guitar parts? Yeah, yeah. Mo- most song has. Um, I'm definitely like layering on it. Um, so did Alex do all the guitars, or did you do some guitars as well? Nah, I didn't do any guitars on, on the record. That would have been kind of fun, but it, it, it was really fun kind of learning the parts from Alex. Actually, like it, it, you know, it's always cool being like part of the creative process when it comes to like riffs and stuff. But yeah, it was it was cool, you know, putting my own spin on it. At, like after the fact, you know, like seeing yeah. what I, like we we'd already built and seeing what I can add on when we add the second guitar. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah. So as far as like uh, instrumentation, I mean, I guess I'm asking questions about the record that like won't, I'm trying to save some because I want to have your whole band on like right, when right, you get right. a release date and like actually break down the record and stuff. Sure, but I guess yeah. I'm just trying to ask like some vague questions that you're, that you're able to answer. I'm here for um, it, yeah. <laughs> But like, is there anything on the, uh, on the new record that you feel like you expanded your boundaries as far as like style or like instrumentation or like just like maybe a random instrument that was used in a, in a weird part that you didn't expect or, um, or is it just more of just like kind of straightforward, just different new songs? Right. Like my, my instinct is to just say it's pretty straightforward because yeah. it's not, it's not a ton of like necessarily like weird stuff. Like we, we have, we, we have songs like, like crimes, like Prince's little, which I don't, I don't expect you to have heard. They're like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't even listen to them, but like, <laughs> I, like they, they, they got some funky stuff, you know, some fun, funky parts are like weird stuff. And we definitely stray a little far away from that. Um, but it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of, it's really focused on like, just like raw and like, like powerful more than anything. Um, the, the parts are definitely like, like thought like thought of like constructed purposely you yeah. know but uh it's it's definitely farther away from i, I don't know i don't know i'm <laughs> sorry yeah no I, well, I was wondering is if like there's like a random horn in a spot or oh, you know what i mean oh, like, right 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 well there, there, we, we have like a, we've like an orchestra bit somewhere um not not too much weird stuff yeah, yeah. Because I remember, I remember like listening to one of the EPs, and you, there's like a field recording, like a, a level, I think maybe it's like Bob's Burgers or some shit. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it was like one of those cartoons. We we have we use Scott Pilgrim for a bunch of the first EP. Okay, yeah. I, I maybe Alex did do another cartoon. I can't remember now. Let me think about it. Because I I love that type of shit. Like yeah, I yeah. like the album I'm working on right now is like. Uh, I'm like taking clips from like one movie, one of my favorite movies. Mm. I don't want to say it just yet, but like, I'll tell <laughs> sure, you off sure. But I like using like clips from that movie to like add to the theme of the record and things like that. Mm. I, I love doing stuff Very like cool. that. Yeah, I, I really yeah. think that uh, I'm just a sucker for it. You know? <laughs> it's like, so yeah. yeah, when I hear other bands like experimenting with stuff like that, it just mm-hmm. makes it feel like. I don't know the right word. It, it, more of like a piece, more of like a more artistic, I guess. Like not not the not necessarily more artistic. <laughs> Struggling to find the right word, but it just I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah, dude. But it just seems like more like care went into it. There's there's more like effort being put forward to like make it like a personal thing. Cuz it's like Absolutely. if you're choosing even a random cartoon clip, 
that shows me some personality. No, totally. I mean, it's something to, even if you can't relate to it, but it's something to see like, oh, you're, you're human. You watch cartoons. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's like the bare minimum of seeing Right. It. Like, you know, next up obviously is being like, holy shit, that's, I, I love this cartoon. Like, that's so weird that they put this in. Right, right. Well, it's like, okay, so perfect example of what you're just saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I suck at video games, but seeing you guys have Super Smash Brothers set up at your merch table, right. that that's something that like is outside your performance that makes you guys stand out you know yeah yeah it's it's know. like a it's a cool thing to see like it's it, it just shows that like you're having more fun with it yeah yeah you know and it's like you're it's not just like showing up playing and leaving right kind of right thing. right yeah i saw i mean we've gotten some arguments that like it takes away from like other crowds or stuff so we've really tried to like what do you mean by that like if if we bring to like like a setup to a show or something like not necessarily like, like blood fest where there's a whole hall for everybody's yeah, merch, yeah. but like it's more like an intimate show um, and we have like this setup, which we don't really do much anymore at intimate shows, but people, I don't know, like people would be like, why are you playing video games during our set? You know, which we have never like tried to do. We've always tried to be respectful, but oh, okay. people, that's like kind of something that like first comes to people mind when they see us bringing uh, controllers and video games to like a, yeah, a rock and yeah, roll show, yeah. you know? So people are, are, I don't know, a lot of people are quick to be like, yo, that's sick. And there's also that whole group of people that are willing to, or sorry, there's, there's also that group of people that are going to be quick to be like, you know, there's a time and a place that's not really cool, you know. But, uh, I mean, we, we really enjoy it. Chase is really fucking good at Melee and likes to share it. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So That's what I've been told. Yeah. That's what we talked suck. about that. I'm really bad at Smash. Dude, I'm, I'm, I Both. Like, Melee and Ultimate. I'm, I'm god-awful really <laughs> at all games. Except for, like, NHL. I can play some NHL. Right, right. But, like, <laughs> even that, I get really fucking frustrated. I haven't played in four or five years, probably. Oh, like, sure, three, four years. Sure. But that was the only game I played. Mm-hmm. Like back in the day, I was, I was like a savant at Super Mario sixty four. Yo, like I was cool. godly at that game. My friends will attest to it. Like, <laughs> right. I probably still am. It's like riding a bike for me. Like picking like, up that game. Muscle has got to still be there. Yeah, it is, yeah. dude. Like I know all the secrets and shit. Like <laughs> I can run through that game. Hell yeah! But in Mario Kart, fucking beastly at that too but hell yeah there you go yeah nintendo 64 like i peaked at nintendo 64 <laughs> dude like right right after that it was a, yeah, yeah like i see the video games that are out now like fucking like call of duty and oh, gosh, like yeah. uh i don't know you know like rpgs like that yeah. and, and i've always like, been super into like the lonely games not really games you play with other people <laughs> like, oh yeah because you can just like set the difficulty like all the way down and then like just I like mean, tear through it exactly like i'm playing dragon quest right now and i have to talk to another soul like online or something <laughs> or i don't have to like have a friend bug me and be like you want to play this together and I'll be like no dude this is dragon quest this one player <laughs> right 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 no i feel that dude like yeah. I, I played skyrim i guess for a little while skyrim is the game that probably has the most of my life poured into it yeah. oh really oh definitely there's like there's probably like months straight of that of my life it just yeah spent staring at skyrim <laughs> well i played oblivion first like uh you know the the, the pre right, right, the pre-one right. or whatever prequel of skyrim and that was like the only real rpg since like gta 3 mm-hmm. for ps2 right like that i played and i got really sucked into oblivion and i would like stay up all night in college just playing oh, oblivion yeah. and trying to close like the gates and shit and uh <laughs> i beat the story in that one and nice. then i tried playing skyrim but it's too much like skyrim okay. like i'm add and so like when there's too many options like when you yeah. can literally spend all day learning on skyrim learning how to fucking make a sword or something oh yeah you know what i mean you can spend a lot of time on the like the stupidest shit yeah, yeah. 
And it's like it blows my mind to think about like what went into that, like <laughs> yeah, for the developers. It's a point. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, how do people have like the the patience? Yeah, to do like I I don't know. I can't do it for sure. Yeah, I, I just I really loved that game when I was like 12. I still love that game. I still have like some playthroughs, but like when I was 12 or 13 is when I really like obsessed over it. Oh um, uh, yeah, but yeah. Oh my god, this countless hours, the countless like screaming at my sisters to let me have the TV to let me play it. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> I remember one of my ex girlfriends played Skyrim, and I thought that was the coolest thing. Like that, that's pretty. That I, endeared yeah. her to me. <laughs> i mean when I, I i with my current girlfriend i was just happy i found someone that like liked the same bands as me you know <laughs> right just, like right that was like a huge thing someone that likes the same bands as me and smokes weed dude it's like done deal like that's it <laughs> right <laughs> that's funny um how much how much time do you have are you on any sort of like um i speaking of weed i was gonna try and hit like a display later tonight i'm not on any kind of like okay know, time constriction okay know? yeah um because if you don't mind i want to pause it real quick because sure. i have to like i have a crazy job i'll explain but sure, like yeah, i just yeah. have to like go upstairs and like like hit up a client real quick oh t- hey dude I yeah totally it'll just take yeah, me a couple yeah, yeah. minutes no when i was on tour with austin he, he was always breaking away to do random like clientele shit it's, it's all good i hate my job oh are you gonna be part of this podcast please Percy's do. here please do this is percy's first appearance on the podcast no way yeah because like i just moved into this house before it was just my cats uh luca and mookie which oh. i don't know where the fuck they are luca usually sits on my lap during podcast <laughs> luca oh come here, luca. more the merrier come on luca come here baby she'll, she'll hopefully show up but if she shows up percy's gonna piece the fuck out oh okay okay they're, they're the, not on good terms no dude no no they've never met and oh. like luca and mookie they know each other because i've had them for like three years right and it's funny like when i moved to this house they like forgot each other because <laughs> everything's so scent based for them right it was like they had to re-meet and uh but they there's one that's luca oh. Oh, Luca looks just bad. like Winnie. Oh my god. Oh really? Yeah. Sorry, keep going though. We yeah. might hear some hisses on air. But <laughs> Luca, be nice. Go upstairs. <laughs> He's like, but you just called me. <laughs> but no, like uh when Carl's got his two cats, when he moved <laughs> them in, like they're the ones that were the piss nightmares. Oh. Like peeing all over his bed and shit. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Just, there's, there's such temperamental like animals. Like Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like unbelievable especially this guy he's always just terrified oh yeah yeah and like they just stay in carl's room i'm surprised he's out here <laughs> really like, yeah like he they both will come out when carl's home like he gets home from work and like clockwork he'll sit on the couch and then they'll roll up <laughs> they'll just come up start yeah cuddling. that's cute <laughs> and then my cats will go upstairs you know right no totally but yeah. this is great content by the way but um <laughs> no my cat my cat mookie will like troll the shit out of them oh, like really? my cat mookie she's not she doesn't hiss really she's not really mean but mm-hmm. she'll just walk into carl's room like casually not like sneaking up like cats do she just walks on in there right. and then you can hear like percy and his other cat sophie like hissing and being scared <laughs> and then mookie will just casually walk out it's just, like, <laughs> just to like provoke just, them yeah she's like... just fucking trolling them <laughs> but it's funny yeah, yeah I was, i've like always been more of a dog person i had a dog and a cat growing up but like i think i'm coming a little towards like cat person now that i live in an apartment like have my yeah. own cat well also dude just like i feel the lifestyle of a musician potentially is like not really conducive to having a dog because if you're you know if you're potentially yeah, i never leaving, thought about it leaving way, a yeah. lot 
And if you're going to be touring a lot and like that's the life you want, it's unless you got someone at home, mm-hmm. like you got like a wife or a girlfriend or right. whoever housemate to to watch it, it's like you can't really have one. Right. Like dogs you know? definitely need that kind of like daily love and attention. Yeah. 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 Cat's like, oh, you're here. <laughs> like, All right. Huh, you're here when you're here, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the main reason that I haven't gotten a dog. Like now that I have a house, I could get one, but it's mm-hmm. just like. Right. No, it's still. Yeah. yeah it would just i don't know as if i'm like going on like a bunch of tours and shit like I <laughs> i've yet to tour once but like it's not all that right i just i have to keep it i have to keep talking about it to like make it happen oh totally you yeah, know what yeah, i yeah. mean yeah. So, oh there's a good tour. question to ask sure. okay so like the planning of the tours like do you have any involvement in that like the booking and things like that not a ton i've never been the best at like contacting or That's really, nice really just community <laughs> hey it's nice for me yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. It's, it, it's i mean i i'm kind of an asshole i, I they, they like jason <laughs> alex put in a lot of work for the band uh like in, in that regard um i remember when we were touring with seaholm actually uh it was like a like a week-long tour yeah uh, this past february um and they, it was like they were having a booking contest between pat from seaholm and chase uh our, like our chase um and it was like whoever booked the show for that night like in whatever town had to bring the other band a 30 rack of pbr and then chase ended up just booking like the whole tour so like and, whoever didn't book it right right or okay. sorry 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 yeah, yeah whoever 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 booked the 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 show for that night had to Got get a 30 rack gotcha. from another from the other band um and then chase just went and booked the entire tour like <laughs> in, in a couple days um so they're yeah they've always been just really crazy good about that stuff um and like we have a ton of contacts and like really good friends now because because of that because like all the, like all the shows you played oh yeah you know? yeah just just going around in states that you know i've i've never been never thought i'd be to be to go to <laughs> yeah 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 but so, uh yeah sorry do you have any like outside knowledge of like what it all entails like booking the tours or you just kind of like leave I, it to them and i i know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of social media of course yeah um I think a lot of it is done over Facebook, really, because there's that great DIY tour posting group yep. chat. I don't know. Yep. Yeah, that's that was what kickstarted everything for yeah. me, basically. Totally. Yeah. No, that that's it's super. That's super great, especially if you're in a pinch or something. Um, and then just like whatever contacts we, it's basically like we've grown on contacts and spread like from each previous tour. Like, gotcha. like we we did like a first tour in. Uh, or we did like our first like like pretty extensive tour at least like a week-long tour with swordfish and we made a bunch of friends we met Haley butters from absinthe father we love them so much um uh like they they booked our, our first show in in columbus and then we're meeting a bunch of other contacts and then the next tour we were able to learn more people just from meeting them and adding on and it's it's definitely been just like like our hub just growing of, yeah, of yeah, friends yeah. and people you know we like or admire just trying to contact or see if we can play their house or if anybody you yeah. know in and a couple times you know there would be instances where people are like, hey, if you ever need like a show in Kentucky or you never need a show in South South Carolina, I was about to say South Virginia. South um, Virginia. <laughs> Music major, dude. Music major. That's what I'm talking about. Homeschooled. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but like, yeah, no, every now and then we'll, we'll go back through our DMs and be like, oh, hey, this person is from this city and said they could find us a gig whenever we wanted, you know? Gotcha. So, That's... uh. If you're playing the podcast drinking game at home, I'm about to say something I commonly say on the podcast, but that's, uh, uh, that's 
one of the main goals behind that was the mastermind idea of the podcast was to like just because my band wasn't doing anything because i was yet to find members and like i still sure. i knew that it was going to take a long time before my band was actually ready to like play shows and like do tours and things like that totally yeah but i needed an in still like and like the podcast is basically accomplishing the same thing in theory it would accomplish the same thing that like going on tours would yeah by just like making connections with people in other states i just do it when they're here <laughs> right you're right yeah you know what i mean you just you make it a good uh, spot to stop by you know yeah, yeah hell yeah yeah I so, think like, that's so sick yeah yeah it's it's cool man it's it's worked like i've you know i've done a lot of had a lot of bad ideas and <laughs> this was like one that actually like a good idea that actually worked out it's fucking cool mm-hmm. but Every good idea started from at least three bad ideas, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 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 And honestly, like it wasn't necessarily even my idea, like the, the, the major details of it were, you know what I mean? But like, it was actually, uh, Noah might not even remember this, but like (laughs) Noah, my drummer, we were just sitting around like after a rehearsal one day Mm -hmm. with a, a band that we were in and, uh, you know, he like smoked some weed and he was like, dude, you know, be someone should do like a podcast for like like music we should do like a podcast since like at the time we had a house venue right, right. that we were doing shows out of and it was like we it'd be cool to like interview the bands that came here so i was like yep and immediately clicked in my mind like yes i'm going to do this that is what i'm surprised i'm not doing this right now you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. and like i noticed that like not a lot of uh well i don't think there's really very many podca- podcasts that do this like there's mm-hmm there's variations like there's like our emo our emo podcast there's like other music podcasts but none that i'm aware of and if anybody listening is aware of something like this hit me up because i'd like to connect with them but oh totally no podcasts that specifically like are for the diy and are about not just the bands but like i'll have promoters photographers venue operators like trying to like paint a picture of the entire scene you know what i mean like oh, yeah, all absolutely. the different parts and stuff yeah show the whole machine yeah exactly just like the face you know yeah exactly and uh i sounded that that exactly sounded such so fucking rehearsed yeah exactly <laughs> exactly dude i don't know why that stuck out to me the silliest no. shit does though yeah no i get that yeah well i'm a big comedy fan it's like like some of my favorite comedians like they you know how like a comedian will like say something that's exaggerated for humor like, yeah, like no, a caricature of, of something right that's what i felt like i was doing a caricature of someone who's like actually being serious when i, when I think of caricature i just think of jimmy fallon if anything you know <laughs> sorry maybe that's too hot of a take to bring out but <laughs> what do you all oh, you no like what do you what do you mean though he's oh, not just, like i'm not like in love with jimmy fallon so oh no, no i'm just that. just like I'd, like he laughs at everything like everything, oh so, you know, yeah just you know just just yeah. that sort of no, no no hate on jimmy fallon it's just that, that's yeah. what i think of when, when you say like rehearsed laughs or like, oh you know, right like, right 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 yeah 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 tangents <laughs> um, <laughs> no I, I i like comedy too i don't i don't know uh i'm not gonna say i know a bunch of like stand-up artists or a bunch about comedy but like i was a big mitch hedberg fan yeah. for like a long time uh like i still really love like john mulaney whatever he's doing i love but uh yeah see uh, for some reason i don't understand this is the second time comedy has been discussed in depth on my podcast <laughs> cool really i like that but uh because i'm a big comedy fan dude totally. like i very i I know a ton of comedians and stuff because I follow all of them. I listen to all their podcasts and shit. Fuck you. But uh, yeah, I interviewed the R emo people one time and like we got into like a a mini argument about comedy (laughs) and stuff. 
uh, I know a lot and uh, Ellie knew a lot. Ellie from REMO mm-hmm. kind of knew a lot too, but was younger. So had like different takes than me. Sure. Yeah. And uh, not that age is what determines that, but you know, no, I, mean. I, I go to, yeah. And, uh, but anyways, that happened, but John Mulaney, <laughs> I just, something about him. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he's just smug or something smug. Yeah. yeah he just seems, I don't know what it is, dude. For like, sure. He's a good comedian by all, right. by all counts. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. I just don't like his, his vibe, like his theatrics to me. For some, for some reason that's fair i mean his presentation like is definitely it's, it's not all that you know it's it's he's not it's it's more like a joke thing with him but uh right or like, like definitely with like storytelling um like the suit and like the way he, right right it just feels like i don't know like it's something about like, his face that i think gives that off too yeah 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 like really pleased with himself is what he seems like to right me, right he I, well, he, he plays on that a, a little bit where he's just like i was raised catholic and like an altar boy but you could probably tell that from the second i walked in <laughs> like, yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. like I, you know he's he's quick to like sorry i'm over here trying to like defend john mulaney no, no dude, i'm not really but like i i totally like see what you mean like absolutely where it's like I don't know. He he does kind of have that aura, if anything. <laughs> yeah, I I mean he's obviously well respected in the mm-hmm. comedy community and everything. But that's what's cool about it. It's 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 subjective, you know. No, of course. Yeah, and I mean I know more about comedy than you, so I'm more right than you. But like, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, it's like, funny that you say that because it's also true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean my taste is better because I've listened to more. That's something that that your your comedic palate is just more refined than mine. It's just that's bare, probably. Bare true yeah, that's probably yeah, true but just yeah. like just from knowing more you know but that doesn't mean like my opinions on a particular comedian are better than yours especially <laughs> when you're the one who likes it right know? right but and it's funny right. that i say that like john mulaney seems satisfied with himself because mm-hmm. part of my sense of humor like once i get to know people like a lot of my jokes are about like i'm satirizing like a cocky asshole like, I, sure, just, like right. I just say things like yeah well i'm the shit so obviously you know like right, things, things right. of that nature right. or i'll just like well obviously you wouldn't know that because you're dumb you know what <laughs> i mean like things like that but i'm just i'm that is couldn't be further from how i actually feel you know no of course like well I, th- th- I think that expresses like your, your personality a lot actually yeah you know? like because that's the humor you like you jump to it's like it, it's you find it funny because it's so completely like the opposite yeah be, yeah totally. yeah it's just like it's ironic it's like absurd you know right hell yeah but no like i you said what i thought was cool is you said like comedy artists <laughs> or stand-up artists yeah and yeah, like that is uh i don't think a lot of people well Maybe I don't think a majority of the people who think of comedy think of them as artists necessarily. Sure, but yeah, I think- I, I, yeah, I, I see that. I, that was definitely more of a stumble than like a planned out. Yeah, like- yeah. <laughs> even even if like it wasn't like, uh, I just wanted to point that out of course, because yeah. I think it is like very much an art. Yeah, very I'm, much like. An I art think there's form. like another person I'm a fan of, which I mean, well. Maybe not still. I haven't listened in a long time. When I was growing up, I was a big fan of Bo Burnham. And I think he was, Dude, yeah. I think he was a big, like, stand up artist, if anything. Like, if you ever saw what, yep. like, his yep, one I've Netflix seen special, that's definitely like, like, a, like a show put on. Oh, yeah. And then, like, he's up there telling funny stories, telling jokes, everyone, and, you know, yeah. That, that's, I, I'd, I'd consider that more like, like, stand up artistry. Yeah. It's coming out of my ass right now. Like, I just made that up. Honestly. Right, right, right. No, I mean, that's, that's something that's a commonly used term, though. Like, uh, when you actually listen to comedians talk about their craft and stuff, and they call it their craft, you know, because right, right. it very much is like, 
I've I've tried stand up comedy before and oh, I, I could never. It's dude. It's is fucking. It is scary. It's scary. It's as scary as you imagine it to be. Okay. Uh, but like, just there's so much. Like the best comedians are the ones that can go up there and make you feel like they're just talking off the top of their head. Right. But none of them really do that unless they've been doing it for a long ass time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's. It's a ton of rehearsal that goes into making it seem like you're just talking, you know, because if you're when you're actively, I know the cats are like, but the fucking they don't ever fight, though. They just Wait, like, was it, I, I just I could have sworn he was like farting, <laughs> but is, is but no, he's he's whimpering. It's not a fart. That's why I, I was starting to laugh because I think oh, okay. jokes are funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fart jokes are always funny. <laughs> Hi, Luca. Hey, fucking calm troll. Down. Calm down. It's OK, Percy. It's OK. This is making great content. Again, tier one content, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I actually saw Bo Burnham. Oh, I'm so jealous. My, I always yeah. wanted to. It was like I was a freshman. I went to Central for a year. Nice. And like it's like welcome weekend. Uh it's like a welcoming show. Like a and the school brought him in. Hmm. So like he played the like, the field house <laughs> at Central. And that was when like I'm older, I'm like twenty eight. So like my mm-hmm. freshman year of college was like uh fall of 2009 okay so like that was 2009 like right when he was coming on yeah, so like yeah he was basically our age playing to us which was <laughs> it's so weird to think about <laughs> yeah back when we had like the fucking like patty mayonnaise song and shit like <laughs> and he was still like a like an artist then but his shows since then have been even like to the nth degree of like turned into like performance pieces like yeah. one man show rather than like uh just a comedy a stand-up comedy thing of course yeah i I think that's a great example of more than just like a stand-up comic yeah like he's like a like a mental health advocate and that oh that comes through in his in his stand-up which is right right and it's like it's it's not it's it's not super like he's not like in your face about it either i don't know it's almost like well well, i i I can't think of the best way to put it but what were you gonna say in a way it it is like in your face right in a way that's like, like not like explicit it, exactly it's, it's that's more, what i'm more it's it's like it's obvious but it's not yeah 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 he's not like explicitly saying mental health is important right. he's doing like performances that mm-hmm. he's blending it well yeah that that make you think this is obviously like in reference to his mental health but he's mm-hmm. not just like getting on a soapbox and saying like mental health is important exactly you know? <laughs> yeah i yeah. mean that's the art of it i guess yeah yeah i mean that's the art of it mm-hmm. but uh yeah, I don't know. Like, I I really like some comedians that are not popular with like the woke community. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> like, I I just really like the idea of comedy is like not as much as people think is over the line is like is off limits. Like, sure. I think a lot more is is in limits, I guess, mm-hmm. than people think. And I think like way too many comedians are like shamed or like uh, shadow banned for like trying a joke out right like comedians like they they push the line to see where it is sure like they have to figure out where the line is so that they don't cross it but sometimes i mean what wasn't it like what just like 2010 or 2012 for like i like all of mass media was trying to like just find that boundary or like push that boundary and then we just kind of wheeled it back really quick like okay we kind of found it and we really got to address like, I don't know, bigger issues, but yeah. it, it just seemed like that, that age was like, especially for comedy, it was like, say the most offensive thing you can, you know? Like, oh yeah. 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 
now it's like i think a lot of the like my favorite comedians are like rebelling against mm-hmm. like the cancel culture and stuff like that sure and yeah one of them like crystalia he has like this take on it which was like at first when it first came out it was like it was good everybody liked it like everybody it was like okay thank god we need this like the mm-hmm. time's up stuff and like the you know canceling like the harvey weinsteins of the world right, and things right. like that that made sense and everyone was behind it but then it was like taken so many steps further than that mm-hmm. to where like there's definitely I'm not saying this is everybody like doing no, course, it but yeah. there's an outpouring of people who are just using that to make themselves a victim mm-hmm. of when there may, might not necessarily be one like just for like I don't want to, I don't, it's hard for me to like give any examples because I really don't want to offend anybody. Sure. But sure. like in general, I just think like there are the cases where like people will say that like they're a survivor when it was like some, someone accidentally bumped into them at a show, something like that. Like sure. that's not a particular example, Yeah. but that's just like something really trivial. And it's like people trying to hold other people like accountable for their emotions or yeah. their, their actions. Like, you know if they i don't know i just think that like he had, it, this was his opinion that i'm trying to express basically but right, right. he you know he felt felt like that when there's that type of thing going on and when people start to feel like it's it's difficult to not offend people mm-hmm. then that starts to take away from the people the actual victims who like these movements are designed to right help. yeah because, I, I i see that definitely um I mean, going going back to like when it comes to like comedy, like personally, I, I don't know, I I find that like, growing up, I was going for like, like I listened to like I was I was going for like the extremes, right? Like I listened to the like the heaviest stuff I could find. I was list, I was trying to find like the most like, I don't know, crazy stuff people were, were saying on YouTube or like stunts and stuff. I don't know, yeah. Just like, and now I think like the the funniest humor is is stuff made out of like the simplest things, or I don't know, like. I, I used to think stuff wasn't funny if they didn't swear, you know, oh, just like right, I was like right, that right. kid. And it's just, it's like, I don't know. Growing up has definitely been a, like a complete 180 from that. So when it comes to like, I don't know, even like the idea of people being like slightly offensive, like I'm, I'm not over here, like, you know, playing judge, but I definitely lean more towards the, the I don't know. You can call it like simpleton humor. I don't know, but just yeah. not necessarily even like political or yeah. going one way or the other. Like, no, you know. I, I actually, I, tend to feel that way sometimes too like yeah. i don't i what you said uh kind of parallels my experience like at first when i first got into it it was like i really liked the people who were saying the most outlandish like right. offensive things like riling people up because exactly. i thought it was like old you know right but now it's like and i still like some of that but not when it's done for its own sake i, I like it when it's done to prove a point sure yeah yeah, yeah like when like comedians now will say things that are offensive but like they can prove to you that you're offended at something that would never actually happen ever because they're making up some fictional comedy scenario and like Mm. using animals instead of people and like personifying them to like you know talk about things that would never actually happen ever right and then like people still get offended by it that's like them trying to make a point Hmm. you know what i mean that like we can calm down a little bit and and reserve this like this emotion for and, and this outrage for where it actually goes and like you know i don't know i'm probably offending the shit out of some people right now <laughs> like that's not my goal at all no of like, course yeah no I, I i see what you're saying I, yeah yeah but 
to, to what you said also like my favorite comedians are absolute favorite ones are like chris D'Elia, where he's just silly all the time <laughs> yeah like he yeah. doesn't get political he doesn't go out of his way to be offensive right he right. just like just makes silly observations and he's about having a good time and i think exactly. like more than anything that brings people together mm-hmm. you know like I, I i like the the person that can like make sitting in a, a like like watching paint dry funny you know yeah like, just stupid stuff yeah right? like Oh, that's why I love his podcast. Like he, it's just a stream of consciousness. Chris Lee's podcast. Like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. He just sits. I think his podcast is funnier than his standup. Oh, truthfully. very cool. Yeah. Cause I haven't heard that. Just his personality is so fucking funny. Yeah. If you're ever looking for a podcast, for sure. I, I've, I followed him on Vine for like a long time. Oh, really? Still a thing. Yeah. I'd, I'd never ventured after that, but I'll check it out. Definitely. Yeah. It's called congratulations. You're welcome. Chris <laughs> But no, he's just like, he's like my personality idol honestly like he's so laid back and all about just like having a good time and not letting things like politics divide us and like not you know getting overly offended at things and you know he's just silly and he can't be it's like he can't be bothered with like politics and like i'm the worst about yeah. not knowing shit <laughs> you literally i'm clueless but yeah no sorry keep going no, no, I, no, I know it's, how you it's feel, just yeah. like i know that trump's like a bad guy you know but <laughs> i couldn't really have a great conversation about it like, sure. and i admittedly like i i pay such little attention to it that it's just out of my mind i don't really i don't even really care as much as i should i guess really yeah i mean do, do you know who philip defranco is on on youtube Mm-mm. he's, he's kind of like this this news guy to post he posts like daily or like weekdays um and that's basically where i get all my news and it's like half like world news half like just like like social media news or yeah, like youtube yeah. news like you know not, yeah. not even necessarily like super important stuff right right but right. obviously if something huge happens then he discusses it and that's that's really where i get like any news i just it really yeah. it's just i like watching him more than anything yeah but and like the news is just good knowledge to have sort of you know but. yeah i mean i think it makes you feel informed and when you're it's probably well, more because, for like, because you yeah. are informed <laughs> but like it you're never gonna know everything that's exactly. i mean that's the stupidest thing i've said <laughs> hey but, no it was deep though <laughs> yeah 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 no i think what i mean is like no matter what you hear about politics i i not a conspiracy theorist per se, but sure. I just think that there's so much more going on that we'll never that we never know. Oh, of course, no. I'm it, if you want to if, if if that's being a conspiracy theorist, then I'm absolutely a conspiracy theorist. Right. Like, like, no, like no, the no. Edward Snowden shit. Are you aware of like all that? Like a little bit. No, I'm well, no, I no. Not the, really. the Spark Notes version is like Edward Snowden was a guy who worked. I'm pretty sure he worked for the NSA. Sure. Yeah. And like he basically leaked a bunch of shit that they were doing. Oh, they, like, like the, the privacy stuff. against privacy stuff, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like the government allegedly, I guess, can like l- listen in on your conversations if mm-hmm. they want to. Mm-hmm. Like, not that they do, but like this is just like the very basic dumb version of right, it. Right. 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 But, but yeah, that just hearing about that type of shit and the guy lives in fucking Russia now. Cause it's like, he would be thrown in jail. Literally. Here. Yeah. But like, there's gotta be so much more underneath the surface than just the, this like, exactly. Know, like, and that's one of the reasons like, I don't even truly pay attention to the news or anything like that. Cause it just, it yeah. feels like, 
I feel dumb when I listen to it. Honestly, like, <laughs> yeah, on, I'm, a smart if I'm watching like actual news, like yeah. on, on cable television. You know, yeah, um, I I feel like an idiot because <laughs> <laughs> right, dude, because it's like it just makes you think. Like, no offense to anybody, but kind of like <laughs> it's like who can sit there and watch this and feel like they're not there's not an agenda. <laughs> That they're not trying to get ratings. Right, right. You know, it's like once you yeah. kind of understand the, the inner workings of like <clears throat> the game or uh, of like what they're doing, the product, I, I guess. Mean, yeah, yeah. It just like, it just turns me off. It discourages me from giving a shit about it. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But like Colbert, back when like Stephen Colbert was on or like oh, Trevor yeah. Noah, I guess is like the. Yeah, I, I like Jon Stewart and I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like Trevor Noah at first, but I, I like Trevor Noah a lot. Right yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 hard to get over the loss of Jon Stewart. Yeah, dude. of course. You know, it's He's, only to be expected. And, and when Colbert was on Comedy Central, <coughs> he was the man. Mm-hmm. Like Colbert is OK now, but I still like him, but I don't watch him anymore. Sure. Yeah. But I don't know if you ever watched the show on Comedy Central. No, not really. I, I only watched like a little bit of like. Dude, it's so fucking good. Nice. It's it's like <laughs> John. It, he used to play this character like mm-hmm. where he was like ultra conservative, but you could tell it was like a liberal leaning show because of the way he would satirize. Right. Like uh, right. a lot of conservative ideas <laughs> and like the most bullshit things. But he would make fun of the Democrats, too. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm in that character of like this hyper conservative like you know person and it was so smart and it's so fucking funny dude dang yeah I, I know my dad's a big fan maybe i should like i don't know look up some some clips on youtube dude or yeah, yeah like colbert report it was called it, it hell yeah it was the shit like i i stayed informed through that because totally. he would talk yeah. about the real news but from an angle of like you're getting kind of the facts that they're presenting but right. also like it makes you feel less dumb. It made me feel like less dumb about not caring when I saw like the way they were just making a mockery of all of it. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm yeah. like, if, if this show can be so accurate and making fun of this shit, it's hard for me to take it seriously. Right. Right. And you like, know? I, it's, it's kind of cool how Trevor Noah does not necessarily that, but he does present news in a way that's not so blank face script red. You know, I'm sorry. That's, I, yeah. that's very, you know, int- like, you can see edit that just out. by right edit it out <laughs> edit it i didn't say that no um but you know it's it's it, like obviously it's not script or uh, edit it out um <laughs> i don't fucking know what i'm saying i like trevor noah he's cool yes yeah. <laughs> trevor noah is cool man <laughs> from south africa fuck which is true i like his voice <laughs> <laughs> he does have a fucking funny voice i, I want him to talk to me to sleep every night yeah tier one content <laughs> <laughs> yeah i totally even forgot what we were saying oh yeah, yeah. well by the way like if, if you have to split at any point just let me know oh for yeah what, what, I, I know this one uh especially closes at like eight but um oh i, I should actually probably get going like a little soon but okay like, the, i'll ask like a couple music minutes. questions sure. and then uh i got the time right in front of me so like maybe 10 minutes something like that yeah, that's okay totally. um so back to music so to to bookend the podcast with what the podcast is supposed to actually be about sure uh <laughs> so like on your tours and stuff i ask mm-hmm. a lot of people this but like what would have been some of your favorite places to play like venues cities um one of the favorite cities definitely pittsburgh where we I, I feel like on almost maybe not every tour but almost every tour i've gone on or any like small leg i've gone on we've always like like made a way through Pittsburgh and shows have always been great. We have a lot of great contacts there. There's countless, you know, fantastic house venues there. Um, 
and just that that city is really pleasing to look at at all angles you know when you go through the tunnel oh my god yeah <laughs> you're just like if you're on one side or the other like you're always gonna get this great view of it i don't know pittsburgh is always really sick we love going there um we've played philly a handful of times um but it, it's it's always fun uh we really like Pennsylvania. I don't know. We yeah. just, we, we, we find ourselves spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania. It's a great, like in between state, you spend a couple yeah. of days there and play a couple of different shows, a couple of different yeah, you know, areas. Yeah. It doesn't take very long to get there. Well, Philly's the, you know, the very end of Pennsylvania. Right. Exactly. Pittsburgh's like a five hour drive maybe. Right. Yeah. Pittsburgh is, yeah. I, yeah, I never actually even thought about it until I actually went there. Pittsburgh's like a lot closer than I ever thought it was growing up. Yeah. yeah. Nashville too. Nashville's like not terribly far. It's How like, far away is Nashville? Like eight hours. Dang, that's that's like Marquette. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. nuts. Yeah, so like Nashville's cool. So uh okay, so Pittsburgh, Philly. Sorry, Pittsburgh. yeah. Um uh I I've always had like a love for New York, so I every time we get to play in the yeah. city, uh, I, yeah. I I always get like ecstatic. Uh Shirley got to play Rough Trade recently, and that was like that was kinda like a I don't want to say a childhood dream, but something I've been like kind of dreaming of for like, like a, a little bit. Like thing. yeah, I remember like yeah. the first time I went there, I was like sixteen. And it was just like this is one of the best record stores. <laughs> uh until I actually, you know, went and found like local record stores that yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But I but like, something like that you kind of right. They have like a stage, you know, bands I like played yeah. there and stuff. Uh and I, I don't know. I it, it was nice. Like it 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 was nicer saying that I played there than actually playing there. Okay. If, if, not to yeah. be too mean, but it was just like, no, no, you know, no. never like if if you're ever, like if you are like musician like looking to play different venues like I don't know, don't don't put in your head that these places are like perfect or anything. Right, right, <laughs> <You know>? right. <laughs> what is what would be the your number one venue that you've played at? Number Oh gosh. Like in terms of like yeah. the quality of it and like the right. the most satisfying like right like getting sound back probably I mean pyramid scheme in in Grand Rapids has always like we've always like liked our sound from yeah. there and it's always like we've always had like great turnout there like, I think oh sorry a dog legs only played there once but I played there with dog like and shortly in both times it sounded like great in my opinion yeah least. um I mean that's up there definitely um we played the Agora. In Cleveland was shortly, and that was really nice. We we didn't play like the big ballroom stage, but we played kind of like, kind of like the Pike Room to the yeah, Crowfoot, yeah, you know yeah. how like they have like another stage mm-hmm. sort of. But that was that was sick. Got to meet a lot of really cool people that day. Um, dang, yeah, I haven't really thought about like favorite venues before, but I mean those two are up there. You, you stumped me. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, those those two are definitely memorable ones. Absolutely, mm, that I would cool. love to play again. You know, yeah. And then, like, were there ever any like moments on tour on a tour with with either band that was just like shit was absolutely hitting the fan, like <laughs> where it just felt like like everything's going. What am on. I doing here? Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, I mean, not really. It's always been. If anything, it's always been more of like uh, a personal struggle of just like, I don't know if I can keep doing this, like on, on tour sort of thing. It's never been like, uh, everything's falling apart. The band's not like functioning anymore. Like we're not getting to shows. That's never been really like an issue. It's actually, we've been able to like stay like, like, healthy with like our relationships and just keeping yeah. each other like up throughout the day you're like yeah. on tours just watching out for each other um which is really nice but uh so i mean yeah to answer the question it's it's never gotten to like rock bottom that's good yet yeah yeah, yeah right <laughs> yes we'll knock on wood whatever <laughs> now you're on triple crown dude all the egos gonna start flaring up and shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> no I, I can't really see that from you guys but if 
you could still end up on VH1 behind the music one day and just like oh yeah and be like yeah I was, of, I was coked out and just, uh, just flipped the van in Colorado you know <laughs> right so okay let me think one more question okay if is there like what's the place or like the band or like okay two-parter oh sure, sure who's sure. the band that you haven't played with that you would want to play with more than any and like I guess your dream gig like where is it and who are you playing with fuck um it's probably terminal five in new york um if i'm playing with dogleg um like i don't know ideal band that i'd love like i would love to play with choice manor like terminal five in new york like i think the crowds i I don't know i just i think fans of choice manor like like us i think so too um and so like they're not, not not even necessarily like my number one favorite band like chase fucking loves choice manor um yeah my my favorite band is personally is like the 1975, which is really oh, okay, embarrassing yeah. to say. It's like the only tattoo I have. Um, oh, nice! But like in in dogleg respect, I think the number one band that I can, I would want to play with, like with dog, like like open up for, is definitely like Joyce Manor. That'd be fucking sick. Terminal yeah. Five in New York. There you go. Terminal there Five is, in New York. Dude. Joyce Manor. There it is. Yeah. Um, I do have one more question. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask you about like since you've been on Triple Crown, like mm-hmm. have you? Have any of the other bands out there reached out to you? Have there been any cool experiences where it's like, dude, I just talked to this person from this band, or like, have um, you like met, got to meet any of the other bands? This, yeah, there's been a couple cool things. Like uh, going back to like the 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 Agora um, with with Shirley, like I got to meet like Remo Drive that day, and they were all really nice. Um, and it turns out we like knew like some of the same people, which was nice. Um, just like like music, not not like going back very far. Just like like yeah. music stuff. Like oh, you listen to them, whatever, whatever. Um, I mean, again, getting to, to even to just meet the drummer of Great Big Pile of Leaves, let alone stay in his right. home, was insane. Right. Um, but uh, it, it it's mostly been like like humbling stuff, you know. Yeah. More than anything, uh, I I walked past Billie Eilish once at Mopop. Oh wow, well, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say is uh, uh is getting that little glimpse of Billie Eilish has been the top point of my entire life. Yeah, definitely. That's cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's like it's cool in general that you're like able to yeah, yeah yeah well i'll wrap it up with my uh i'll make it seem like a logical like sure. formal conclusion by okay <laughs> saying that like you know congrats on all the success so far and everything oh, and like you. after meeting you and talking to you like i definitely think that you have like a great attitude towards it like oh, it, it seems you. like you've remained humble through all of it that's yeah. you know not that you're like playing the palace or anything like that but <laughs> you know a lot of people could start to get a big head and i think all like all of your band uh dog like I've, I've met like right, right you guys all seem like you're very like humble and like you're very down to earth about it which is which is really cool to hear and it's like Shit, I thanks, just, man. <laughs> yeah i'm just root for, i root for you guys you know i'm excited <laughs> i was excited to see the pitchfork thing and yeah. it, it's cool like to be able to like to have this podcast and like know these bands and like watch watch their success yeah you know yeah and oh, just absolutely. hope to be there one day too you know? <laughs> but uh no thanks so much for, for having me dude this was a lot yeah, of fun dude. it was great meeting you too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to just like plug uh like the social medias and stuff oh for, yeah for absolutely the Here, let, me, let me pull it up so on, on twitter i know for sure it's leg underscore dog um let me confirm that yeah, or it's at leg underscore dog for Twitter. For Instagram, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Let me check as well. Um, Facebook, I mean, it's just, you know, look up dog leg, dog leg band. Yeah. Um, we're dog leg band, one word on Instagram. 
Um, I also have it in my link. I, I go by emo mustard on Instagram. <laughs> if you happen to find me, um, I'll have like the, uh, like a link to, to our page, like our Spotify in my, like, you know, okay, in yeah. my bio and stuff. That was a self plug. I've never done a self plug before. <laughs> emo right, mustard, so. dude. Yeah. And I don't think I've, I've said that out loud in a while. Emo <laughs> mustard. Maybe I should change that. <laughs> change it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, check it out, please. Cool. Yeah. All right, dude. Cool. Sick. Uh, bye everybody. <laughs>